Guys, Ari was so posed. We're going to give you an intro in a sec, but Ari, if you're watching the video, she was like posed so beautifully. She's in a hot new sweater and that Jamie she Jamie just today, called me out. Like, hey. Oh. So I started making All right. poses. Snap. Snap. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. Okay, Ari, bring us in. All right. Hey, Mama. Welcome back to the Mom Law Collective podcast. <laughs> Guys, I'm Jamie. We are, as you can tell, two moms really trying to figure this out. If you are the first time listening to this and are like, what the heck is going on? Same. You know, same. We are literally just trying to navigate motherhood, let alone being podcast hosts. And if you want to know how crazy things are, um, we are part of the Mom Law Collective. I started this movement on getting moms together. We have over 100 ambassadors right now, and we've been hyping up this podcast to them. Like, guys, we're going to come out with a podcast. It's going to be so cool. Um, so I sent, like, this hype photo of, like, kind of like, oh, look, it's happening. And Ari and her husband, uh, Ian, shout out Ian, producer in the shout background. Shout out Ian. Um, we're, like, still recording all these things. And I posted a picture to our ambassador chat. Who knows how it's possible, but shout out Alina. Somehow she got on to our chat and all of a sudden we had this third face pop up and we literally all like froze. Like, how is this happening? Who is this? And we like heard a dog bark and we're like, oh my gosh, is it a ghost? Is it a stranger? Like, did someone just hack all of our stuff? And we're like freaking out. Fun stuff here at the collective, but shout out Alina shout out alina we love you we love you <laughs> we're glad you're on the team we seriously love you you're one of the best ambassadors um well welcome to the mama collective podcast like ari said today we're actually talking ari's birth story uh we'll just kick it off ari give us a little insight who you are talk about your babies talk about your marriage life give us the insight all right, let's keep this quick because you know your girl can be chatty. Um, I'm Ari. I grew up in the Bay Area. I met my husband at UC Santa Cruz. Go banana slugs. People brought salt Stop. shakers. Stop. Yeah, to my no. games. They would make garbage cans salt shakers. <laughs> salt the slugs. Um, yeah. No. So that was A fun. banana slug. Banana slug, yellow. They're beautiful, actually. People kiss them for good luck. That was never me. Um, anyways, Ian and I met at UC Santa Cruz. We were best friends our freshman year. Then we ended up getting together kind of secretly. And here we are now, 11 years later, five years married, um, two beautiful twins. Not two sets of twins, just one. <laughs> Graham and Harley had to go in with a bang. Um, that's boy, a girl, story. girl, 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 boy, boy, girl. Graham and Harley. Graham was born first. I'm sure he's going to hold it over her head. Um, and they are just the cutest little munchkins right now. They are six months tomorrow. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So still on maternity leave, loving it. If you guys ever have questions on how to take you know, an extended maternity leave in California, reach out to me because I am an advocate for that. You need that time to bond with your babies or baby, you know, if you have a singleton. Preach. Um, okay. 
first off, 11 years, never got pregnant before. That's crazy. So were you guys trying? Did it happen? Like, was it like a fun, spicy night? Or like, tell me the process of when you guys started to talk about having kids. Was it a conversation for a long time? Give me the insight on that because being together 11 years and then, you know, 11 years in deciding we're going to start extending our family, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we keep this in the podcast, but we actually did get pregnant prior and that can be a story for another day. Um, But we were trying. So we, I like to call myself a type C type a tendencies but also pretty chill so that's me <laughs> i love it a type c all those type c moms out there we're here i'm here for you um yeah it was very strategic got off birth control three months prior before trying you know started taking prenatal vitamins to clean up the body did all this prep work and then um we are very blessed but we got pregnant the first time and yeah, when I say strategic, we can share more stories about this, but it was like, when you're ovulating, okay, let's do it the day before, the day of, the day after, and I think that's why we ended up with twins, because not only do I hyperovulate, but at the first ultrasound, they told us that one was measuring a day before, day older. <gasps> so, so technically, they could have been de- conceived on separate days. Yeah, the strategy it played real well (laughs) but now we have Graham and Harley so they are beautiful so when you guys like started having this conversation of okay we're ready to start a family was what did that conversation look like because I think that's really a different journey for so many different people some people um it is such a surprise blessing that they're starting a family some it is a planned blessing Um, some of it, it looks like a mixture of both. So when you and Ian sat down, um, what was that conversation like of, I think it's time that, you know, we bring some beautiful little angels onto this earth. Yeah. Great question. So, um, we originally planned on trying in 2020, um, September, 2020. Cause again, I'm crazy. I was like, I want a summer baby. Let's do it. And that's kind of the timing you have to do it. Um, so we looked at each other in 2020 and we were just like, are you ready? Are you ready? Mm -mm." And so we delayed another year, um, because again, we wanted to have a summer baby. I'm born in the spring. Ian's born in the summer. We just felt like that's what we wanted to do. Um, and so when 2021 came up, we actually felt ready. We had names chosen for several years prior. Again, that's the type A part coming out. Graham, Harley. We have another name, but I'll share that another time. Um, so, yeah, we, we just looked at each other and decided, like, this is the time. We were very patient because, I mean, we were together for 11 years. We were married yeah. together five years. And we wanted to make sure that we could provide the best life possible for our kids, knowing that it wasn't going to be perfect, but we wanted to feel like we were truly able to provide them a life that we wanted to. So that's... I love it. Do you mind sharing what... I mean, I know your age, but will you share mind sharing what age you had the twins at? Yeah, so... 
my whole thing is I wanted to have kids before I was 30. I don't know why. But, yeah, they were born six days before my 30th birthday. So Woo-hoo. we made it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it gives people a lot of idea of, like, how you guys met and just the season of life you guys are in. Um, I know we're going to have other podcasts where we have younger moms, maybe even older moms of just like what it's like at each different season. So um, even if um, Ari's story isn't resonating with yours, I just want to encourage you guys, we're going to have a bunch of different guests. Um, Even too, my story is so different than Ari's story, but I just love learning and all the wisdom from someone who did do a season like this and who is strong type A with some B tendencies and we end up with a C type of personality. Um, Because I feel like that is a lot of things that people are like, you know, what does it actually look like to walk out when we feel ready and um, looking your partner in the eyes and coming to agreements and, you know, it, it looking like this and it's beautiful hearing stories like this and so I just love hearing that background. And so I just want to thank you for sharing. So I have to share really quick, just because it came to mind. Um, we had a couple that we went to dinner with their friends of friends and their baby. That was the game changer for us. We're like, wow, they can do this. Go out to dinner late at night, which we have still get to really get there. But um, they had their baby late at, and, you know, they were at dinner. She told me she read Bringing Up Bebe. I read that the summer before we started trying. So good. Great book recommendation. If you ever want to hear about like American mom in France, kind of like observing French parenting, it gave me a lot of peace of mind that my life didn't have to completely go upside down and like change everything for a child, but that really we were bringing them into our life. So Mm. That's so good. Was that kind of one of your, not I would say fears, but one of part of the conversation of talking about starting a family was you, did you guys have like just a really sweet connection and lifestyle before? And was that like even part of the, oh my gosh, or is that going to change once, you know, we have kids? Absolutely. I mean, we were, we always were on the go. I mean, we had like, just back-to-back things all the time. We wanted to travel. We would just go places on a whim. And we had that freedom and flexibility. And so, and also I'll preface this in the Bay Area, a lot of people have kids older. So me having kids at 29 was considered like young in the Bay Area. Whereas I know in other areas that's considered maybe on the older side. Um, So yeah, I'm getting mom brain right now. But Girl, what you're was the question? It. No, just talking about preparing for babies. But you're good. We'll keep going on because I actually really want to go into what having twins was like. Mm. So now you're pregnant. First off, what was that like? Did you like pee on the stick and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, was it one of those moments or what was that feeling like? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Ian and I both work from home, and so we're always together. We work from home. We go do things together, which I absolutely love. This one day happened to be where he was at a work conference and gone all day. And I was like, I have a feeling that we got pregnant. And so I ran to the store, got pregnancy tests. It was the one that you can, like, test three days prior to your missed period. Took a test. I was like, what? 
Like how, how does it, I don't know. I was just like shocked. Like, is this real? So I took a second one and it was real. And so, um, I had to wait until he came home. And that is really hard for me when you're like, I can't hold surprises, but like, I should really tell you this in person, not over the phone. And so I waited, I set up the camera, I set up everything, which he found the camera, but it's all good. (laughs) Um, and yeah, shared with him that we were pregnant. That was super exciting. We were moving like three weeks later. I moved when I was six weeks pregnant um, from Northern California to Southern California. We had told my family and some close friends that we were pregnant. We wanted to tell my husband's family that's all down here in person. So we were waiting. We told all of our family that we were pregnant before our eight-week ultrasound. Wow. How special. With one baby. (laughs) With one baby. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. Okay, now you're in the ultrasound room. What was that like? Can they start recording these sessions, please? Because I wish I could go back and watch our reaction. I'm pretty sure we, like, semi-blocked out. I was already crying because happening that fast, you kind of start to think, like, is something going to be wrong? You know, like, you, mm. you, you can freak out, and that was me. Um. So the ultrasound tech was like so casual. She was like, and here's baby B. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm already crying because baby A is, they, you know, saying healthy and, and whatnot. And I'm just so grateful. Baby B threw me for a loop. And so um, Ian's laughing nervously. And I'm looking at him from across the room right now. But um, yeah, he's laughing nervously. I'm bawling my eyes out, freaking out. And I don't know why, but um, our doctor's office was super busy, so we weren't even scheduled to see the actual doctor until the following day. The ultrasound tech saw the fear in our eyes, and so she's like, I will get you in to see the doctor today. And I was like, thank you, because, yeah. And so we ended up going to lunch in between those two appointments, and it kind of looked like, I I say this, and I'm like scared that people aren't going to hear my heart, but when you find out news like this, it's just, it's a lot. And now I'm so grateful, but... It was a lot to process. So we went to lunch and it kind of just looked like something terrible happened in our lives. We were just dead silent, kind of looking at each other, like processing, like we were prepared for one, but are we prepared for two? I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, Honestly, I even had, um, I lost two before I had Lincoln and the, I feel like that was my reaction with our first pregnancy was like, uh, wow. You know, after like seeing him, it is really the first time that feeling when you go and see an ultrasound for a first time, it, it brings up so many, so many emotions. And so mm-hmm. even want to cover all those moms who may not had that like overjoy and oh my gosh, and all the hype that you see on Instagram and TikTok and in videos and all of that. Um, that's not it everyone's takes time. Yeah. It can like, take time to process. I yeah. laid in bed for the whole next day, just processing. Oh, and, I can, and it, it's, it's, it's the weird thoughts come in your head. Like, is my family going to accept me with two babies or are we going to be too much? You know, mm. it, it's these thoughts creep in that, you just have to work through, you know, and now we are so grateful to be twin parents. We love it. We love running into other twin parents. Um, but yeah, 
if your story is that you weren't like instantly like overjoyed, you were excited, but you were kind of like, uh, or you like were just taking time in the process. Like we love you, we see you, and we get it. Yeah, we get it. Um, so you find out all of this stuff. Then how was pregnancy with yeah. twins? Because your hormones are double than a traditional pregnancy. What was that like? Um. Yeah. So again, some of you guys may relate. Some of you guys may not. And that's totally okay. We're going to share lots of stories. Um, but most of my pregnancy was relatively easy um, until the end of the third trimester. I was massive. I mean, when you hold fraternal twins, you're holding two pregnancies. You got two placentas, you got two babies and everything that comes alongside of that. So, I mean... I love Ian. He did a lot for me because little things, getting in and out of the car, sitting down on the toilet, like, like things hurt. Like you're like, my body was not equipped to hold that much weight on it. So yeah. Did you ever um, have like more morning sickness? Was it just like a ton of joint pain or is it just the, like, I am a wide load coming through (laughs) wide load. Yeah, it's funny what what people say when you're pregnant and they're like, are you sure there's not triplets in there? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, people can save the comments. Never, ever, I know you guys all know this, but never, ever ask a woman if she's pregnant until she explicitly tells you. Um, So I didn't get morning sickness. I got late night sickness and acid reflux. Um, Never threw up. I, I don't. Jamie has a severe fear of throwing up. I have like a fear. Um, so I held that, held that in. Yeah. 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 When we talk about mine, I will explain some, uh, stories of my extreme fear. Um, so that sounds pretty amazing. What do you, did you have any like tips or tricks? Like, did you get the pregnancy pillows to help with the bump? Like was sleeping pretty easy. It really just was getting to the end of your joints just having to to hold the weight. Oh my goodness. If you can sleep during pregnancy, like praise the Lord, (laughs) because I could not sleep. I mean, I love, I love sleep. Like I I truly enjoy feeling like well-rested and sleeping in. Um, However, yeah, I got the pregnancy pillow really early in the first trimester. Most people aren't even showing in the first trimester, but I was like, you know, I need this. So yeah, we got the big U-shaped one. I don't know what the name of it is, but if we have time, we'll, you know, link it here in case you want it. But um yeah, I had the big U-shaped pillow. Thank God we have a king-size bed because Ian would be like fighting for room. We we stayed actually on a full-size bed one time at my parents' house. And poor Ian, we brought him in like a queen size blow up mattress because him, the pillow and me were all not going to fit on that full size bed. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, so would you say like not sleeping was probably the worst part? Um, Not sleeping and just like the overall discomfort at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then what's the best part? I like said that with so much sense. So what's the best part? Uh, but truly yeah. like what was like the coolest part of pregnancy for you? I think the coolest part was after I got off, got that, like got over the initial fear 
it was like, oh my goodness, my body's growing two babies right now. And when they started to move and like Ian could feel it as well, that was so special for me. I mean, I will always remember this, but we took a little um, baby moon and we went to uh, Mexico to his dad's, um, one of his dad's house down there. Um, it was whale season. So it was so cool. And I always said like, when I'm pregnant, I'm getting into the ocean and I'm swimming with the dolphins. <laughs> I love how that's the one thing. I'm like, you're like, when I'm pregnant, like when I, the thoughts of like, when I'm pregnant, I'm eating ice cream and pickles, you know, like. The <laughs> oh, well, I didn't eat pickles. I ate so much ice cream. Trader Joe's. I mean, you guys probably made so much money off the ice cream sandwiches that I make cause made or ate because I ate them for breakfast and dessert and wherever else I wanted um yeah but back to the whales the whales yeah so I didn't get to swim with dolphins um but the whales were there and in Toto Santos the whales actually come like super close to shore so Ian actually swam with one when he was in the water he told me like you could hear them um singing to each other and so I was like screw it these waves are big ish but like we're gonna time it and I'm gonna get in and duck my head underwater and hear the whales and let Graham and Harley like sing to the whales so that they feel connected and you girl did it (laughs) that is so cool like if y'all ever get an opportunity to go to Mexico while you're pregnant it sounds magical yeah that sounds so magical so did you, with being a type C person, I knew you obviously had some type of plan for when labor would happen. Um, open the conversation. Did you, what was your OBGYN or did you do a midwife? Like what were the conversations having coming up to labor? Because I feel like that's so much of what women before they become a mother in like research of like before having and trying for kids is literally pregnancy and labor so what were those conversations like oh man so I think I have like a different perspective on this I didn't focus so much on like what my birth plan was going to be necessarily before I got pregnant or or anything like that I just always kind of had this whatever is like safest for the babies like let's just go forward with that and so finding out it was twins um, that doctor that I saw that day was actually pregnant so she had some hormones going through her and she kind of terrified me to be honest love her what um, it like kind of give like an idea what is kind of terrified me yeah so sh- she was talking from her own personal perspective if she had twins and she shared um that yeah you could have one vaginally and then the other one could flip and you could have like a c-section and that's you know pretty common and so mind you if you're a twin mom there are twin moms out there that have had very successful vaginal births but for me personally I heard that and I I debated for a while but then I just decided for me it was going to be a lot more peaceful if I could go in for a scheduled c-section know when it was going to happen and you know they could be safe I could be safe and there's no like unknown and and I don't want to have both types of births and recover and then have two babies to take care of. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I, I planned a scheduled C-section. Um, and so after that, I did research. But, you know, more of my research prior was like, 
what's the cost of having a baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what does my insurance cover versus what does it not cover? Just because I don't like to be caught off like with surprises. So um, I looked into that a little bit more. Okay, so this is something I don't know. So you can educate me on. But full term is technically 38 for one baby. Um, between 38 and 42 is kind of like this what they quote unquote say is the safe window. Um, but I know it's different with twins. So what education did they tell you on like when they're at full term or when you usually like, when did you schedule? What week were you at? What was that whole process like? Yeah. So I full term for twins is uh, considered 37 weeks. And with fraternal twins, usually you can make it that far for the most part with identical twins. It's slightly different. Um, you know, there's just different complications that can happen. Um, so they usually come a little bit on the earlier side. But I also have a twin mom friend that, you know, did the same thing as me 37 weeks with identical twin girls. So I don't, sh- you know, share that to scare anybody. Um, Wait, real fast. Explain to some moms the difference between fraternal and identical. Yeah, you learn a lot when you have twins. Um, uh, first off, let's start. Boy-girl twins are always fraternal. Um, because, uh, they are not split from the same egg that is identical twins. And so they would always have to be the same sex. Same sex can also be fraternal though. So I'll just give you guys all the lowdown. Identical twins are just a freak of nature. Like the egg just decided to split. And, um, honestly, that was one of my fears that we were going to have twins and then turn into triplets. But thankfully that did not happen. (laughs) Um, but yeah, identicals freak of nature, not genetic. So if you have any identical twins in your family, don't worry. Um, My yeah. dad's an identical. I thought I was going to have twins until I learned this fact. I'm here for you, girl. So with fraternal, it means that you as the woman hyperovulate. And so that can only happen through the woman's side. So if my husband had twins on his side, fraternal twins, it wouldn't affect like me having fraternal twins. Um, but because my aunt, who was passed it from my grandma, um, hyperovulated, my grandma passed it to my dad, and my dad passed it to me. And so that put me at a predisposition for having twins. So my daughter could have twins, but my son um, wouldn't have twins unless his wife had fraternal twins on her side. So fascinating. It's all these things that you just don't know. So... There you guys have it. I didn't know these facts until really having, I just always thought I was going to have twins because my dad was a twin, but it really was a miracle that my dad was an identical twin. And it's also a miracle that Ari hyperovulates. So interesting there. Back to now planning your labor. You planned it, put it in the books for, did you get to pick what day of the week? I'm so curious. You're like, I want them to be born on the third, not the fourth. Or what was that process like? Well, oh man, Ian and I were talking about this, how it was an interesting time because the, by the time we were ready to schedule, um, all the books were scheduled for the weekdays. So the scheduler was like, Hey, we're going to have to actually schedule you at like 38 weeks in a couple of days. And I was like, no, no. My doctor said by this time, that doctor that, you know, initially scared me, she went on maternity leave. Um, so I had met another doctor in our office. We had a, um, office of three female doctors which I absolutely loved and she said we can deliver you at 37 weeks I was like the scheduler like like 
my doctor said she would deliver me at 37 weeks. I, she didn't tell me I had to wait for 38 days in a couple days or 38 weeks in a couple days. So I talked to my doctor and she was really kind and said, um, that I could, she would come in on a Saturday for me and deliver them. Mm. And that was so sweet because one, I got to have them before my 30th birthday Two, they're also Tauruses like me. They could have been twin Geminis, which I don't really follow like horoscopes a ton, but I thought that would have been pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so we picked a Saturday morning at 830. We left the house at like 630 a.m. Dang. Left as two, came back as four. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Okay. So now walk me through Labor Day. Walk me through it. Your doctor came in on a weekend. You didn't sleep the night before because you knew you were coming home the next day with babies. What what did you do? Yeah. Well, we we did sleep that night. I mean, as much as you can when you're 37 weeks pregnant. But um, we set our alarm. We had the car packed the night before. And we drove to the hospital 30 minutes away. And we were just like kind of looking at each other and flashbacks of like going to our first ultrasound came of just like making that same drive and just being like, oh, my goodness, like, is everything going to be okay?" And and now we're on the way to the same area. Like, wow, we're going to come home as a family of four. We started crying on the way there. Mm -hmm. We got there. Um, you know, we started doing all the, the stuff. Ian got scrubbed up and they're putting me on the bed and they roll me to the OR room and they ask me what type of music, you know, we want to play in there. And we played Andy Grammer, which I love his music. He's just so positive and yeah. And then it began. I mean, it was like they give you I don't I forget if it's called an epidural or what when they do a c-section um but you're like basically like hunched down like this and like the nurse is keeping your shoulders down and the doctor's going in spinal tap that's what it's called all you nurses out there can you know educate me on if that's the same thing or not but um and then it was kind of like they told me this it's going to be really slow until it's just really fast so forgive me but it was kind of like a nascar like pit stop it was just all of a sudden like okay do you feel anything like do you feel this poking do you feel this do you feel a sharp edge and i was like no 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 they're like okay we're gonna begin and there's so there's two doctors there it's like a freaking party when you're delivering twins because each baby has their own like team and they automatically put like NICU nurses in there just in case something happens and so there was probably like 10 to 12 people in there on top of ian and i being in there and so um, everybody was super nice. We got started and Graham boy came out and like hearing his cry, they held him up and he started crying and I just bawled because that mm -hmm. moment was finally there of like, like you can like kind of breathe like, okay, like first one's here, but then you take like, you like hold it again because now you're waiting to hear the second cry. And one minute later, you know, little Harley girl comes out 
and again bawling and they go to the baby warmers they get cleaned up and then they instantly come back to us and I you know I'm still on the operating table so they bring them close to me I can hold them a little bit but you know people are supporting me and Ian supporting me and they the nurses at Hogue in Newport are incredible they were like taking pictures of us with them and just really capturing it when like this was just the most special moment of our life and so yeah after that happened then what's the longest part about a c-section is then they have to like sew you all back up and and I chose to have my placenta encapsulated so they like you know put that like in a little ice chest so that somebody could come pick it up and encapsulate it for me and then eventually I was in the recovery room and I was holding the two babies and it was so sweet but just being real here because that's what we're here for I was like Ian you need to take them off you need to take them off because I was about to start throwing (laughs) up and just like a wave of just not you can't eat for 12 hours prior to your um, c-section and all the medication in me I just started like throwing up you know just nothing nothing's in there so you're kind of at least that's that but um And then we slowly, like, wheeled me up to mama and baby, and that's where we stayed for, like, three or four days. I say we were in pods because I never went outside Um, for those three to four days. All I could see was through the window, or I did, like, laps around the hospital just because Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to start moving. Um, But, yeah, that was the labor part, and then the fun part comes after they're they're born. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back to the operating room because I'm so curious about this. When you hear everything, what was that? Was that crazy? Like, are you really like, what were the sounds in there? Were you kind of like, were you anxious? Were like, what? Fill me in on that. Cause that to me is I'm, I'm, I, I didn't have a C-section and I think that's so many areas that moms are so curious with of like do what do you hear what do you smell what do you see what do, you know do do you get that can you break down the room a little bit more for everyone yeah so obviously it's cold because it's an operating room and you have medication in you so you get like the birth shakes so I'm on the table like you know like arms open wide not like you know held down or anything but that's just how they want you so that the IV can also be running through through you cleanly I assume I'm not the expert um but I think at least in my experience the doctors were very respectful about like what they were saying so I wasn't hearing anything that was scary actually I think that they were kind of talking about their like day or weekend or something (laughs) it was kind of casual um but you know the weeks leading up to my C-section, I asked my doctor, like, what's the game plan? What does it, like, what are we going to be doing? What what step is after this? What can I expect? Because I needed to know, because with the curtain being up, you don't see everything. And mind mm-hmm. you, like, I don't think I'd want to see that for myself. If it were Ian, I'd probably be standing up looking. But, um, but since it's myself, I'm like, I don't need to see that. So, you know, I asked her all the crazy details. And just to be transparent, like, I asked her, like, you know, what, what does that scene look like? Are, like, my organs going to be inside my body? Are they going to be outside of my body? Oh, what is that? a real question. Yeah, because sometimes you hear, like, people have their organs on their belly, which you wouldn't be able to feel. But if anybody accidentally captured a picture of it, then they could see it. But um, 
at our hospital, some of the doctors choose to use like this ring that basically expands the area so that the organs can stay in place. But then um, the doctors have the ability to grab um, the babies as they need. So, wow. See, it's so interesting hearing all these different stories. I have a friend and the hospital she did or the doctor that delivered her, they actually put her um, insides on a table next to her. He did one of a, a different method of delivering during a C-section and her husband stood behind the curtain because he w- was curious and they like did the whole like Mufasa like holding up their son and we're like oh my goodness and he took a picture and later when the his wife my friend went to go look at it she saw everything and that was like she was just like oh my gosh I wish I didn't see that or she's like wish she learned that she could ask questions if there's different ways of being able to do the c-section and so I think it's really great that you're sharing of like hey ask your doctor what how how do you deliver c-sections what is that like I even think it's really important um, to be as educated as possible. That's one of the things when I was pregnant as like very similar boat of I want what's safe, like what's safest for me, what's safest for baby. And so I asked them all the questions of being like, in my case, it didn't make sense to have a plan C-section. And so I wanted to just know what does it look like if I would have to get a C-section? What does then a C-section look like? What are, you know, how are the things? Because I didn't want um, to feel caught off guard with anything. So I think it's so, like, thank you for sharing because I didn't even know they had tools like that because I just hear, you know, a lot of people just hear the crazy stories versus, you know, the beautiful, peaceful. Um, you do hear a lot about um, epidural shakes or the pregnancy shakes. Um, and then you do hear people that get sick from an epidural. I had an epidural and I ended up not getting sick. So I think it's it, everybody kind of plays differently. I was also super drugged up on anti-nausea because you guys will hear in mind my fear of throw up. So we're going there. Um, but yeah, so when you started to finally felt started to finally feel better and you're looking at like the beautiful twins by that evening, did it set in? Of, oh, my gosh, I'm a mom and I'm a twin mom. Yes and no. And I I just, I, again, I want to share everything. So, yes, I was, like, overjoyed that they were finally here and that I could actually hold them and that I could just see them and love them for these people that were growing inside of me, that we were one, and now they're outside. And so that was very special. But, like, things are real. Like, he <laughs> after you have a C-section, you are still recovering. Like after you have a vaginal birth, like you're still recovering. Mm -hmm. So as much as like you're caring for these new babies, like you also need to take care of yourself. And this is like, we'll go into it of like post um, delivery, like once you go home and what that looks like. Cause I had a really hard time once I got home. Um, But make sure like you're really taking care, like you're advocating for yourself when you're in that hospital mm-hmm. um and I think that's where it kind of like some research kind of comes in to play with what's available to you um but something I just want to share now that my twins are approaching six months is that feeling that sometimes people describe once their baby's born like oh my goodness my heart lives out of my body like I can't imagine you know like 
a love like this. I felt that, but because it wasn't as intense as I thought it was going to be, it wasn't as intense as like me crying in videos on YouTube of other women experiencing this. I almost felt like is are my feelings like like what are these? Like is mm. this enough? And now 6 months later seeing their personality, I'm just like oh my gosh like I love you so much and I really hope you guys hear my heart because I share this just so if you're in my shoes when you know just after giving birth and you're kind of questioning like why are my feelings not as intense you're going through a complete identity change now you're going from just being you and yes you were pregnant and whatnot to now like you are a mom and like Mm -hmm. you are now responsible for these beautiful children. And so I love you and I see you and don't think that like you're crazy or anything or it's not enough because you may not feel that intensity quite yet. Yeah. I had a pretty similar experience. I'd love, we'll get a mom on here who had that like, out of the body experience like I, it's it's an out of body experience but I I had something happen where that bond was really hard for me as well and so yeah I totally relate I, I don't think they talk enough about mom like you're recovering as well like one of my friends actually talks about like every time she sees like newborn picture she just also imagines a mom walking around in diapers you know and never um, thought you'd match your baby that quick exactly <laughs> twin twins which all oh, my brain wants to share my favorite like post things but we're gonna do a- another episode on once baby's here um I do have a question um uh, with a c-section don't you still have a vaginal recovery I've heard that before. I don't really know. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like what don't you, or what's that? Yes. Um, and this is one of my big things that I want to just scream on top of the rooftops is like, just because you have a C-section doesn't mean your vagina is safe. <laughs> because I Tell really, I really thought that like my vagina was like going to be like all good, you know, like we're, didn't do it through there so like yes I got a I got a recovery but um yeah because your abs are literally cut open it goes through like this trauma um your pelvic floor tightens up mind you your pelvic floor has been tightening up your entire pregnancy because it's trying to keep that baby inside of you and so you have that going on plus you have the trauma to your abs and and then in my case I also had um diastasis and so that's where your abs separate and um so I'm in PT for this but what I want to scream up on the rooftops is one your vagina is not safe if you have a c-section but also get physical therapy like advocate for yourself at your doctor's office like if you feel like something's off go to physical therapy I think we should do a separate episode on this because it's a little detailed but they um they will help you recover multiple things for your, not only your vagina but your c-section scar your dias your diastasis multiple things do they because when you have a vaginal birth they like for the two days or however long after they come and they like 
push on your stomach and you can like feel all the blood and every all the fluids still come out does that still happen with a c-section yep yep so you still bleed and sex can still be painful Mm. was it super painful because were they pressing on your stitches as well because it was painful without stitches so i can't even imagine that whole aspect or is it just such a blur I don't remember it being painful there. They gave me, um, and I don't know if this is common practice at all in all C-sections, but they gave me a nerve block um, in that area. So I was completely numb for a while um, so that they could like easily do it and that my recovery would be a little bit better. That's another thing is like ask what type of stitching that your doctor is going to do for your C-section scar and for your abs. So my doctor chose to completely sew up the bottom portion of my abs but she couldn't you know reach the top portion so that's what I'm recovering from Um, but the bottom is sewed up and then my c-section scar is stitched underneath and glued on top to help the um, to help the appearance Um, and then there's other things that you can do to help that appearance of your c-section scar and also that c-section shelf that a lot of women get um, recover I didn't even think the fact that they had to like sew up your abs like that's nuts you said how many layers there are that they have to I think it was seven or eight yeah that they're stitching up underneath Um, that is so so crazy so we're gonna talk in an upcoming episode both Ari and I are gonna talk about what it was like to bring baby home but if you could tell anyone about you know being a twin mom with pregnancy a twin mom with labor what they could prepare for what questions they could ask for like what would be top advice that you can give someone who is a twin mom who's pregnant or something that would make a twin mom feel related to um, what would you say that would be I would say if you were like me and you were shocked by finding out it's twins What helped me a lot was jumping on social media and like going on Instagram and TikTok and finding other twin moms Um, just so you can see what life is going to look like because that is just a whole different ball game, you know, unless you have a close friend that has twins. Like it's kind of this mental thing of how do you do this? Do I need two of everything and whatnot? Um, And then when you're talking to your doctor, just ask everything, like literally everything. Ian and I had a note file Um, that we shared on our phones of what questions we want to ask and literally just ask anything even if it's awkward just preface it to your doctor but get the answer and say like hey this is really awkward for me to ask but and you know for my example is like I'll save that actually (laughs) (laughs) cliffhanger um no that's really good I would say like get your questions answered don't do too much Google. That can get scary, you know, but ask your doctor directly. Do you know what's funny? When I would always, I met with midwives. I, I had midwives deliver Lincoln and anytime I'd go into something and I had a symptom, I'm like, well, I met with Google doctor before I met you. And she'd be like, Jamie, why are you doing that? Actually, I had amazing midwives, but I tell everyone like, oh yeah, I went to Google doctor. And they're like, Google has a doctor's office now? And I'm like, no, it's called me being up at 2 a.m. not sleeping having all these symptoms and not knowing what to do and so I would just google it and then read all these forums um, and then I would come so to go on tiktok and read the times oh I read the times 
a lot. Um, but sometimes the times did not pick up my SEO keywords. Mm. Um, it's changed now, but I uh, read a lot, a lot, a lot of forums. Um, and that was Google Doctor. So, well, I appreciate you so much. It's so amazing to hear such a positive birth story. Um, one that is so unique. It is you're more on the unique side of being a twin mom, having fraternal twins, and it's just so fun. I like that is one thing that mothers can all connect on um, is the moment of, uh, you know, seeing your kids for the first time and having that whole experience. So I appreciate you so much for sharing. If you guys are curious and want to see what life of a twin mom is like, follow um, Ari on Instagram and it is Ari party of four. Boop, boop. Um, if you are wanting to connect with other moms in your area to talk about stories like this in person, go to the momwalkcollective.com. Go click around. We have a walk finder. Find a walk near you. If there isn't a walk near you, we want to help you start one. Or if you have a friend that would want to start one with you, there is an ambassador form on the Mom Walk Collective site. We will get you guys started. We will have this so you can have these conversations outside of just what's in your AirPod or, you know, driving in the car or whatever it may look like. We want you to find your village so you feel connected, loved, and known and you can help raise the next generation with ease. So we love you guys. Come back for the next podcast, and we'll talk about my birth story. And we love you, Mama. We love you, Mama. See you next time.